homeward. They were a mixed lot, half Sikhs and Punjabi Hindus of the Jutt cultivator caste, the rest Marathas and Rajputs for the most part. Swarthy, bearded men grinned beneath the dust and sweat, swapping bloodthirsty boasts and foul jokes, or just glad to be alive and whole. Each carried a ten-foot lance, with the butt socketed in the ring on his right stirrup iron. Their cotton drill Qatar tunics and loose pyjama trousers were stained with hard service, but the carbine before each man's right knee was clean, and the curved tawars at their belts oiled and sharp. Pennants snapped jauntily beneath the steel points that rose and fell in bristling waves above. They'd had a few sharp skirmishes, and the usual Jezail Archie sniper behind every rock harassment you could expect on the frontier, but the plunder had been good, and they were returning victorious. Quite a sight, King murmured to the soldier riding at his side. Fifteen thousand horse, foot, and guns enough to give even the Masuds and Aphrodites a taste for peace, not to mention the Emir in Kabul, or so they all assured us at least, when they signed the treaty, with a bayonet at their backs and a boot up the bum, he added to himself. The man beside him spat onto the roadside dust in turn. He was a little younger than his officer's twenty-five years, broad-shouldered with a full black beard and sweeping buffalo-horn mustachios and snapping dark eyes above a curved beak of nose. King had spoken in English, and Narayan Singh understood it perfectly. Had he not followed the young sahib from infancy as playmate, sparring partner, soldier-servant, shield on shoulder, and right-hand man? Had not his father been the like to the sahib's father before him? But when he replied, it was in army Hindi, as was fitting. The cobra spits Hazur, and the Bataan speaks. Who will grow rich on the difference? he grunted. The tribes will stay quiet until they forget men dead, and captives led away, and villagers burning. Then some fakir of their faith will send them mad with lies about their stupid Allah, and they will remember the fat cattle and silver and women of the lowlands. On that day, we shall see the hillmen Lashkars come yelling down the Khyber once more. King grinned and slung the water bustle back. Narayan Singh was undoubtedly right. The Lashkars' tribal warbands would come again. Raid, banditry and blood feud were the Afghan idea of being sociable, having fun with your neighbours and kin, like a polo match or tea party among the Sahib log. Arazia into the imperial territories was even more dangerous than stealing from each other, but also much more profitable. It could be worse. We could be in the Khyber Rifles. Comfort yourself with that, Bai, he said. We won't be stationed in some border fort, sleeping with our rifles chained to our wrists. Which was the only way you could be sure, when a hillman came ghosting over the war looking for a weapon better than the flintlock Gisiles their own craftsmen could make. A Pathan of the Free Highlander tribes could steal a man's shadow, or rustle a horse from a locked room. Another rider came trotting down the line toward him, also in the uniform of an officer in the lances, but with grey streaks in his brown beard and the jewelled clasp of a colonel at the front of his turban. 
The regimental Rosalda Major followed him, with a file of troopers behind. King saluted, trying not to wince at the pull of the healing wound in his right arm. Sir, he said crisply. Colonel Claiborne returned the gesture and frowned, an expression that made the old dusty white tulwar scar on his cheek draw up one corner of his mouth. Damn it, you insolent young pup. I said you weren't fit for duty yet. Sir, the doctor said. Damn it, I'll have you know that I know a damn sight more about wounds than some yoni doctor from the Territorial Reserve, and I say you're unfit for duty. King forced himself not to smile. The regiment's current medico was from the reserve, and was a gynecologist in civilian life. I just wanted to see my squadron settled in before I took leave, sir. Claiborne let approval show through his official anger.